step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Welcome to the good news with Angie Austin. Now, with the good news, here's Angie. Hey there, friend. Angie Austin here with the good news. And Dr. Cheryl Lentz is joining us, the academic entrepreneur. She had a staff meeting yesterday. She said some new technology blew her mind. It blew you away, Dr. Cheryl. Welcome. What's this all about? Yeah, this is really crazy. You know, technology and me are kind of a love-hate relationship. It takes a little while, but you can teach an old dog new tricks. And I've said this publicly that I'm not a fan of the metaverse. However, however, and there's always a however in life. There is, <laughs> and I saw something on what is typically a boring faculty meeting, poke a stick in my eye, oh dear God, we've talked about the same thing for the last six months, except they showed a pilot that they're doing with the metaverse, and what they essentially did is created a, think of it as a, a, a campus lounge that has about five or six different corridors as if you would physically walk into an online campus or, or an on-ground campus. You walk in and you see like the commons and then you see the bookstore and then you see different meeting rooms and there's the union and there's, I mean, it was a very interesting space they created and it was all for both students and faculty. And so here's the interesting thing is we who are in online education in particular. Online education isn't going away, but the goal is always to, how do we garner that engagement? How do we increase that sense of community, that sense of as if you were really there, but we're scattered across the world. You know, I teach for a military university and sometimes I have had conversations with students who are in Dubai or Djibouti or, or, you know, stationed at Ramstein Air Force Base or something like that. And so while I don't prefer that method, Zoom, just like you and I are talking via Skype, has the ability to make those connections and make it interesting so that we don't have to be, if we can't be, in person, face to face, but this was the next best thing, Angie. I'm telling you, when you could actually not just be that talking head, but sit across the table from somebody as if you were in that conference room and you could see their avatars mm-hmm. and you can be in that space and have it as if you were really there. And it's a little goofy, it's a little clunky right now, but I was really blown away that I could see this as a viable option for the metaverse in online education when it's not desirable to be in that safe space because of geographic displacement, mm-hmm. because there isn't an option to be in person. But boy, this was really impressive, Angie. <laughs> wow. So what what are they going to use it for? What are you going to use it for? Like, what are you looking forward to trying it with? Well, I will say what I do now for my students is because I want my students to know I'm a real person. And it can Mm -hmm. be sometimes a real drag when you're in the online classroom and all you're doing is trading asynchronous text, meaning they post today at three, I post tonight at seven. And so we have a Mm. online conversation, just not in real time. So I post videos from YouTube that has me as a talking head when something comes up and I try to do it as a once a week kind of a thing. There's also the ability that I can create, say, a once a week for an hour, a live class 
classroom. We call it an alternative. Some students want to meet in person, and so we kind of do a little bit of a, a hybrid that you can be in person on a Zoom call as part of a synchronous class. So there are some interesting options, but there's Zoom, right? It's the ability of you know that it's a talking head and you're not there and it's a talking face. This is actually putting yourself as if it's virtual reality in a seat, in a conference room, across and around the table, not just you sitting at home. And so now we have that almost mirroring experience that I could have a classroom as if I was in the front of the classroom, walking around the classroom, you know, integrating that real time thing without having that Zoom feel to it. It was mm -hmm. really impressive. Wow, that is that is so wild. So All right. I have offered to be part of this pilot program. I sent my little email that says, hey, I'm in. I don't know what I'm doing. I need to be trained, but I want to know more. And so I'm going to participate in there. Even at my age, that stuff blows me away when you have to learn new tech like this. But this is something I think might be an interesting place. So I'm going to be student first, play a little bit, and then maybe I'll get to use it in my classrooms, use my kids think, you know. Okay, so for, you know, the testing phase or whatever, they're going to see how well, you know, you're able to hear each other, understand each other, and then uh, the, the, the body movement and everything, is that all included? Correct. And this is the one that was funny. I guess there are options for body movement. And there are some really clunkiness that they were saying that right in the middle of this, you know, there was like six or seven people in this virtual reality classroom and somebody spontaneously starts dancing. Oh <laughs> and my they gosh. don't know why. <laughs> but the person really wasn't dancing? No, well, the person had not given the computer any commands to make their avatar dance or do any of these options. And suddenly it just erupted. And it was hysterically funny that suddenly somebody's on top of the table dancing, you know, and they're like, yeah, I don't know what that's doing and why, but there it is. <laughs> That's so funny because if they they if they believe that that was indeed like um, a worker or a student, they could be like you know oh you know Susie's had a little too much to drink. Well, exactly, you know? and so they're doing that's where this oh, this clunkiness that you know tech doesn't always go, and so there are options, but if. You know, Murphy shows up to the meeting and suddenly you're spontaneous because one of them just got up from the meeting and just started walking around the room spontaneously. And they're in the chat going, I didn't do that. I don't know why my avatar went off on a rogue little mission. Like well, this. and then you hope, I mean, I'll keep it appropriate, but then you hope like some of these people that don't know the cameras on, let's hope that these avatars aren't um, even able to do some of the things that have inappropriately be been done during these meetings, right? You hope there's Agreed. like exactly. some kind of a exactly. child safety lock on the avatar that it can only dance or walk around the room or pick its exactly. nose you know it can't do anything that would be deemed completely inappropriate that I is think that so crazy fail safe kind of like you know when you deal with the irs and the irs used to have the need to know because everybody had this giant database of everybody's tax return well now technology is sophisticated enough that you only get access to those you're working on you can't get access to the famous ones because unless you have the need to know they can block you well those types of behaviors that are inappropriate could be blocked and taken a, taken those risks and inappropriate behaviors off the table. Remember, it's an yeah. avatar, not a real person. But when you have the, you can get up and walk around and like a networking event is what they were participating. Yeah. You know, the kids have a break and you want to sit and chat with your faculty and you want to have it as is it simulated in virtual reality, but with an avatar. And I guess we have to start somewhere. But, you know, I was not a fan of going, oh, that's all we need to do three years in COVID. And now we want to do this intentionally. Are you kidding me? So now I'm rescinding this and putting a caveat going, well, if we're only going to be in the online world anyway, 
this might be a really interesting adaptation to make as, as real time as we can across the miles and still have that interactive, rich experience. So I'm oh. I'm on the fence right now, but willing to go, hmm, when eyebrow is poised, well, let, show what you got. Well, let me know, DrCherylLentz.com, DrCherylLentz.com, and uh, we'll keep an eye on her, too. She's single, so we'll see <laughs> if there's any um, me- meeting flirting or classroom flirting with any of her contemporaries. So, all right, stay, stay there, okay? Uh, Chef Matt Moore, we are thrilled to have him back. Uh, he is the author of Butcher on the Block and Serial Griller. Chef Matt Moore is here to help us out in this sponsored interview with, with some Fourth of July grilling. Welcome back, Matt. Hey, thanks so much for having me. You're welcome. Okay, so we rented a place up way up in the mountains. It's called Grand Lake up in um, Colorado. And so we, we have a grill included, which always needs cleaning, but we're going to do a ton of this. So I'm very excited. So let's start with just for my hubby, the key to remember when grilling, because I, I don't touch the grill, Matt. Uh, well, you, you know, cleaning the grill is a good start, right? So I think you have it, uh, you have it nailed there. And, and kind of the theme of my new book, uh, Butcher on the Block, is when you get into town, maybe ask around and find a good butcher. Um, you know, I think that's a really important quality of being able to source some of the off-cuts. I'm already thinking about a Denver cut that is, it could be something that you put on the grill for the holidays. Uh, it's going to be a little bit different than your, your New York strip or ribeye, but it's going to offer all that tenderness and flavor and sort of uh, what I want you to find out is that the butcher often has all those great secrets and, and recipes that follow. Now, do you ever, um, I mean, I know there's like the real deal butcher, especially if, if you live in a big city or New York City. Um, can you go to like at the grocery store and ask some of these butchers for something special? Yeah, I mean, you know, I live in Nashville, Tennessee. And for this book, we traveled uh, from San Francisco to the south of France. But we also include a guy named Tommy Kelly, who works at my Kroger supermarket, um, and, and Tommy may not be actually cutting the meat there, but he still is a butcher by trade. He's got a lot of advice, and you know we're able to foster some friendship just from from that there. So you know whether you have a local butcher or you've got a supermarket, you know, and, and then you can also source you know ingredients even from that market. So take for example, you know, sometimes it's convenience is king. So Hillshire Farm, I love using their fully cooked smoked sausage. Um, I've got a recipe for a zesty Italian smoked sausage kebab. Mm. I'm going to make you say it, oh, hill, yeah. Uh, But it's just (laughs) one of those great flavors because it's convenient. It's already cooked. I can stud it with some potatoes, some peppers, some zucchini, some corn. It's just that wonderful flavor that we love throughout the summer. And, you know, I also think that we should keep entertaining very simple. So Hillshire has their snacking small plates. They've got snacking bistro bites. And these are packaged. They've got high-quality ingredients like savory salami, delicious cheese, toasted rounds. It's, it's really perfect for a, uh, a convenient snack on the go or if you're hanging out by the grill as well. Those um, I didn't know about the small plates until the school year, and my I've got three teenagers. Uh, my littlest one's like, I, I want that snack plate thing. I'm like, what are you talking about? So she takes them for lunch. It's like kind of it became like a cool fad at her school. She's got a little of a, a charcuterie plate on demand at school. She's the coolest kid there, right? <laughs> so funny. All right. What else can we, uh, you know, put a new twist on, you know, an old favorite maybe for the fourth grilling? Yeah, I think uh, old school and new school combine. Um, you know, since I love to grill, one of my favorite sides to make is North Carolina sweet potatoes. I'm going to put you to the test here. Uh, I won't test you, but I'll give you a trivia question. Did you know that sweet potatoes is actually one word? No, I did not, and I love them. I should have known that. Well, now you know. Now let's talk about cooking them. 
Um, I like to cut mine in wedges, and you can do this on your grill in Colorado. And you'll just mix them in a little bit of uh, canola or vegetable oil. And then oftentimes, especially if you're traveling and you don't want to bring a ton of ingredients with you, pick up a little packet of taco seasoning at your market, and you'll just coat them in that and then put them on the grill until they get nice and caramelized. Um, maybe there's an air fryer there, and you can make sweet potato fries using your air fryer. But I love North Carolina sweet potatoes because they are nutrient-dense. They've got vitamins A, C, fiber, antioxidants. They're perfect for any diet because they are sweetened from the earth and low in calories. And you can also use them year-round. So if you pick some up today, they have a long shelf life. They're going to stay delicious. They super satisfy a sweet tooth, too. If you do them not savory and you do them sweet, of course, so good. All right, any other tips for us? Well, we can't forget the classic, right? And nothing is more Americana to me than Bush's Baked Beans. They're the sure side of a good time. Uh, Bush's Baked Beans have a distinct yet complimentary flavor. It's going to pair perfectly with hamburgers and hot dogs. Mm -hmm. And whether you're opening a can of original or brown sugar hickory or any other variety, it's always, for me, kind of like opening a can of summer. And they also have a new recipe, which is Bush's Zero Sugar Added Baked Beans. It's the same iconic flavor you love, but without that added sugar. Oh, that's great. We've got a couple people on keto in the family, like, you know, cutting back on the sugar and all. That would work, definitely. Okay, that's good. I didn't know that either. All right, you're teaching me all kinds of stuff today. That's what it's all about. And like I said, in my new book, Butcher on the Block, it's, it's plenty of barbecue, it's plenty of grilling, but it's also raw, roasted, fried, everything in between. Of course, there's meat and game, but I like to remind people that we have a, a, a seafood and vegetable butcher in the book as well. Uh, and you can pick up a copy of that wherever books are sold. And that's some of the favorite recipes of these butchers around the country as well, right? It's, it's tips, it's stories, it's techniques, it's recipes. You know, I think that the butcher is often, uh, they could write their own cookbooks. Because if you go in and say, hey, what's good today? You know, you're leaning on them to provide you advice on maybe some cuts that you haven't thought about. And then oftentimes we say, okay, well, how do you cook it? So that was my job to travel the world and not only introduce you to these great people that I think are fostering community and, and give you a chance to create you know, friendship, but also a level of trust uh, for you to pick their brain on, on maybe a, a good dish for entertaining or maybe a good dish for a budget. And of course, great recipes to, to serve the family, friends, strangers, neighbors, you name it. I love it. All right, where do we go for more info, Matt? Yep. For more information and recipes, head over to dailylounge.com. Awesome. Always a pleasure to have you on, Chef Matt. Thank you. Thanks so much. Fort Lupton, you're tuned to Colorado's Mighty 670 KLTT. You can support a good cause, one rare find at a time. Make it your weekend tradition to take advantage of the huge discounts at ARC thrift stores. Making the decision to do your home goods shopping at ARC Thrift means you're supporting people with developmental and intellectual disabilities, but it also means that you're helping reduce waste and giving back to nonprofits serving your local community. By thrifting with ARC, you're shopping frugal and contributing to a generous mission of compassion, belonging, and empowerment for those with developmental and intellectual disabilities. Thrifting at ARC is sustainable shopping that helps pay it forward for people in your community. So take advantage of their awesome weekend discounts every Saturday and enjoy 50% off select merchandise. Visit arcthrift.com. That's arcthrift.com for information on the latest sales, store location, and hours. 
I wanted to uh, have Dr. Cheryl Lenz come back for a little bit because she was telling me in the break about this cool thing that uh, she is doing and that she's continued on since high school. And uh, Cheryl, one of the things I think is so neat about you is that you don't let your passions go. Like you played organ in a very high level manner and you've gone back into the church in the last year and started, you know, playing again or practicing again or thinking about playing again. And then I had no idea you did anything with drum corps. Can you please explain what you're doing coming up? And it just sounds like a blast. Absolutely. I played uh, mallets and on the drum line when I was in high school. And so this was marching band, but marching band includes everything, meaning all of the instruments. Drum corps is just the low brass, trumpets, trombones, you know, the euphoniums and kind of stuff and drums. So you've got this whole drum line from bass drums to the snare line. And ever since I fell in love with it, I actually marched senior corps for about three years post high school. Every year, now that I'm back in the States in particular, that I just go to these events and it's usually just summer. So these are the kids that when marching band season is off season, they go into drum corps for the for the summer. And this is a thing from coast to coast, even international. And I like the power and the raw, you know, loud and proud. You've got these brass instruments. It just rattles the rafters in there. So I'm heading up to Indiana for an event tomorrow night, actually. And then there's another one on Sunday. And you just sit in the stands like you're watching just a successive um, marching band interludes like you would have between a football game. And they compete for prizes. And some of the stuff is just far out. It's amazing. So does the crowd totally get into it? I've never even oh, heard of yeah. this. Oh, yeah. Matter of fact, they have my one of my favorite courses is called the Phantom Regiment. It's actually I tried out for them or was had an audition schedule. My parents wouldn't let me try out for them because <sighs> it was over Christmas. And my parents just wouldn't let me go because it was a family holiday. And I always regret that. But these are the things that they did. They're one of their best shows ever. I mean, they are like previous champions for like the last, oh, I don't know, 40, 50 years. Because Drum Corps hit 50 years, I think, last year as an anniversary. And the Phantom Regiment, they do classical shows. I mean, they did something with Spartacus that had people on their feet screaming when they had there. And they won. I mean, they are a heavy hitter in there. And Phantom's one of my favorites in there. But there's also the Cavaliers, the Blue Coats, again, coast to coast. This is raw power sitting in the stands if you like marching band and you like just loud music and just a beat and stuff this theatrics and the performance it is it's going to rock your world it's awesome all right so um i first of all i need some videos I, I i don't know if you're a big social media person but if you don't post anything will you um send me a couple of videos because i'm super sure. curious absolutely. And, <laughs> and do they do this all over the country oh yeah from california to florida absolutely all right well i've got to i'm going to look into that and see if they do anything like that in my neck of the woods and then Another thing I was looking at today, I'm such a nerd, like I don't have the freedom right now that maybe I would, you know, in a couple of years when the kids are done with school. But this summer, I wanted to go to Yellowstone. And I also was thinking about uh, going to Mount Rushmore. That's only a six hour drive for me to show the kids everything up there. But one of the best fairs is from my old stomping grounds. um, And it's the um, Minnesota State Fair. And I was like looking at that. And, you know, they have a lot of really incredible um, groups that perform. And like in my brother's home state, I was looking at where he lives now is Arizona. They, of course, have their state fairs later because it's, you know, 110 there or something right now. But um, it's only $25 to get in the fair and get a ticket. So to get in the fair would be 15. So it's only 10 extra dollars to get like... Preaching to the choir. I'm going to see Lindsay Sterling at the Wisconsin State Fair really? because usually she's like $400. Now I sit in the bleachers and I can get her concert for 39 bucks plus the ticket to the fair. So I'm with you there, girl. I'm oh, going August. <laughs> wow, 39 bucks. That's a good state fair too, isn't it, Wisconsin? 
It is. It is. The only thing that I'm paying is, you know, the, the $39 is for the ticket and the free entrance to the fair. And I think there's another $15 charge for parking and that's it. But still, I mean, her ticket's a crash. She's from Dancing with the Stars. She's that rock violinist that I have been dying to see for years, but I'm not paying $400 and having to travel to, you know, one of these major cities. So I looked at the fair and when she was here, it's like done, sold. I'm there. And what's her name? Lindsay what? Lindsay Sterling. Sterling. She's a rock violinist. So think of, you know, a classical violinist that's playing ACDC. You know, I mean, she's amazing. I she love it. Dancing with the stars. I love it that these fairs, you know, include these, you know, um, you know, then these venues that uh, the, they set up for people that, you know, or the average person that can right. then, you know, afford the rodeo or a concert or some, exactly. you know. It makes it accessible so that you're not dealing with, even if you bring a family, you know, it's not $100 per ticket. It's $100 for the family for everybody's ticket and it just makes it more accessible and brings it down to earth with these kids that are not in the you know the difference between a county fair in las vegas i guess would probably be a good comparison you know? yes and the tickets in vegas when we go it is expensive and i would consider us a you know relatively successful family and i'm overwhelmed by how much you know exactly. it costs for us to go to two or three shows there it's more than the entire trip to vegas i'll tell you that much and i think one of my dreams cheryl would be um this is going to sound like the nerdiest dream but to have an rv not a big one but big enough for me and my husband and to go to a bunch of the state fairs in the summer and hit some of the national parks too Hey, put an extra bedroom and I will help pay for gas. I'll go right along with you because that's exactly start on one end of the country and just zip through the other. There's so much incredible things to see and do. And I think this would be really cool. It would be a blast. All right. Stay there. We were talking about families. DrCherylLentz.com is where uh, you go. If you'd like to get in touch with Cheryl, she helps you write books as well. And she is a speaker. And we're going to be talking about families and leveraging technology to help kids learn and learning some expert tips on how to make your child's screen time more useful. Joining us in the sponsored interview is Sarah DeWitt, Senior Vice President and General Manager with PBS Kids. Welcome, Sarah. Oh, how are you doing, Andy? I'm doing well. So I'm right in the midst of all of this with three teenagers. So let's talk about, um, well, first of all, media and tech and, uh, you know, in kids learning. I, I was always, especially when they were younger, trying to incorporate learning with the tech. Yes, it's something that actually goes way back. The research from the some some of the first shows we're familiar with, like Sesame Street and Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, um, showed that kids really can learn really positive skills from media. And I think sometimes now as parents, we tend to lump all screen time together and kind of right. think, oh, this, this is all bad. But the truth of the matter is there are a lot of really great things that are happening um, in screen media, on, on video, in, in video games, in podcasts, and short-form content. And so at PBS Kids, what we're doing is really trying to think about what are the best ways that we can help um, kids learn through media and help them really gain good skills that will help them get ready for school or help them keep their skills sharp during the summertime when there might be that summertime slump. So really helping parents know that they can look for real positive things in media is, is just an important first step. All right. So let's uh, talk about those, um, you know, some of the things that you're doing at PBS Kids and what we as parents should be looking for that can help the kids. So when you're thinking about uh, the best media for your kids, you want to think about, first of all, what fits best into your family's routine, like, you know, especially with younger kids. They're really into routine, and that starts to set up good habits for them around media. So thinking about what's the best time for my child to have some tablet time, and maybe it's 
like while like younger child is taking a nap or maybe it's going to always be kind of like decompression time right after preschool or right after school. But setting that up is like kind of one thing. It's one activity among many is a good habit to start with early. Um, and then to think about what your child really likes. What are they really interested in? What kinds of things are going to get them excited to learn more? Mm-hmm. So for a lot of kids, animals, <laughs> they really resonate with animals. Um, the show Wildcraft, I think, does an amazing job of helping kids um, learn more about animal features and starting to observe what makes a cheetah run faster than another animal. Mm-hmm. Like, What are the kinds of things that um, that are different. So things that are really going to help your kid uh, not only get excited about something they're interested in, but also um, get them asking questions and wanting to learn more. And then things that um, are helping kids think about what they might want to jump off to in the real world. So they get so excited about learning something that they want to go learn more about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those are, are great opportunities. I think one thing that a lot of parents don't realize is that if you talk to your kid about what they watch or what they play, the learning gains are going to be greater. And so if parents start a habit of talking to kids about what they watch or what they play, um, that starts to set up a really good routine, not only for the kid to be learning more, but for the parent also to have some good insight into what their kids are doing uh, on these on these devices. And it sets up a good habit as they grow older, as they might be doing more things that their parents aren't aware of, uh, that media is something that we can talk about as a family, that it's okay to tell me what you saw today and what you learned from it, or maybe what you didn't like so much. That's a good critical thinking skill. So talking to kids about media is a great habit to set up as a family. You know, um, my mom liked a lot of these shows on PBS Kids, and she was always in our house when the kids were being raised. And so she'd watch Mm -hmm. a lot of these with the kids, and she was pretty good about, you know, choosing the educational shows that they would get a kick out of, too. And I like that you say, know how your kid learns or what they enjoy. You mentioned animals, um, puppies. But I've got one kid that really music always helped her learn and still does, even as, you know, a teenager. And so, um, Mm -hmm. you know, that, that always, you know, worked for her. Um, Let's talk um, mental health. Uh, It's been a big topic of conversation. And obviously, COVID wasn't helpful. But even, you know, putting COVID aside, uh, mental health has always been of concern for, you know, kids uh, in general. So let's talk about that and how uh, the media can help model important conversations for parents uh, to have around this topic or grandparents. Yes, I think this is another place where um, I think parents don't necessarily realize how much is out there that can actually be really helpful for their kids in terms of of mental health. So, you know, for younger kids, you know, anxiety has been a big issue with parents right now, especially, as you said, coming out of COVID. Shows like Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood um, really model good ways of recognizing an emotion, recognizing that you're getting overwhelmed, and then giving kids strategies for how to manage that. So, taking a deep breath and counting to four when you're really mad about something, Um, just trying to think about someone else's perspective when you're having an argument, things like that are ideas that um, the kids can see and model and that the parents can take with them too. And as um, kids grow older, our our show Arthur really is, is kind of hitting this directly to say, you know, sometimes kids are getting nervous about things in school. Sometimes they're nervous about their family or co 
COVID. And there are all kinds of ways that they can manage this. D- deep breathing is really important. Talking to a trusted grown-up about what's going on. Um, being able to share with their friends. So really kind of modeling for kids that there are things that they can do. And we also are trying to think about in our shows how we're modeling good um, good ways for kids to manage their own emotions and calm themselves down. So modeling that when you spend time outdoors, that really helps. When you find a creative outlet, like um, making art or making something out of Play-Doh, that also can help you um, kind of calm down and think a little more clearly. So really looking for content that's modeling the kinds of things that you know will be good strategies for your kids. I love that. I love that. And I I like the idea of getting them conversing about their feelings and stuff now. Um, All right. So how um, do we get more information and any uh, shows in particular that uh, you really highly recommend? You mentioned Arthur. Um, Well, you can get more information at pbskids.org. Or everything is. Um, also, you can download the free PBS Kids video app or the free PBS Kids games app to access all of this content and take it on the go. And uh, a lot of these tips about how to incorporate media into kids' learning are things that we regularly post on social media. So if you follow PBS Kids on Instagram or Facebook, we will be sharing all kinds of tips. Um, some shows that I think are really doing awesome things right now. Um, Rosie's Rules is a new show that uh, launched not too long ago that focuses on social studies, really, and how kids fit into the world. So Rosie uh, lives with her family in South Texas, and she is trying to figure out kind of where she fits. Like, what does it mean that she's a sister? Um, And how do you be a good sister? And then also, how do the systems work in the area? Like, how does the mail work? Things like that. Um, Rosie also has some great mental health strategies. When she gets overwhelmed by a problem, she flops down, she takes a deep breath, she wiggles, and then she's ready to figure it out. And so that's another thing we love that kids are modeling. I love that. So that's definitely to check out. Well, I love what you guys do for kids. Certainly appreciate that. PBSKids.org, PBSKids.org. Org. Sarah DeWitt, thank you so much for all you do. Senior Vice President and General Manager at PBS Kids. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks, Andy. Thank you for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin on AM670 KLTT. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.